Welcome to Show Up and Surrender. This is a podcast about life, the good, the bad, and everything that can happen in between. From those big life-changing events to something from your day-to-day routine. My name is Biddy. I'm a yoga teacher and I live in the Netherlands. I'm very excited to share the conversations that I have with you. How do you show up and surrender for yourself? Showing up by giving yourself what you need and surrendering to the current moment instead of always striving to be better or looking towards the future, I invite you to every now and then be in the here and now with me for just a moment. I hope this podcast will feel like you are sitting next to me at my kitchen table with your drink of choice, having a good conversation. Enjoy. Here we are. Yay. Here we are. I'm so happy that you're back. And um, we just talked a little bit about the topic that we want to uh, talk about on this episode. And we have so many topics to choose from. And that always Mm -hmm. makes me so happy that when I record with you, the hardest thing is to choose the topic that we'll do now because there's so many more that we want. Yes. But this one... Came because of something that has been happening, right? It's something you've been doing and it popped up a few times in conversation. And I was just going to ask you to introduce the topic and maybe tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit before we dive in. Tell us why it was something that you wanted to talk about today. Mm. Yeah, so today we want to talk about a practice. Um, So for me, a practice that I've rekindled with is that the word is Mm -hmm. that how you say it um something that I hadn't been doing for a really really long time and also the last time that I did it wasn't didn't feel very genuine um and it's been kind of rediscovering an old friend so yeah the topic would be yeah a practice that maybe we had a relationship with a self-care practice I would say maybe Mm -hmm. or a care just a care practice yeah uh, that we have and that we rediscovered lately um and for me it came up so I traveled uh during the summer during July and um went to um Copenhagen and to Germany to Hamburg and Berlin to see some friends and spend some time on my own and during that time a lot of the conversations that I had triggered a lot of things in my mind and I found myself entering really deep loops and I really found myself kind of stuck in in thinking and I rediscovered journaling which is very basic uh, but it felt like a sigh of relief at the time when I was yeah starting to journal again and it's been a really long time since it felt it's felt so soothing and so nice and so natural and yeah genuine I think is the word that I would go for um I I love watching you talk about it because actually as you're talking about it uh your your smile just is growing (laughs) you're smiling so big right now you can just tell that it's like it's it looks like you reconnected with an old friend the Mm -hmm. way you're describing it yeah it really feels this way and it's it's so weird because I think I don't know if you feel this way and I don't I don't know if that's something that people feel but for me I always thought I w- I was always scared that when I'm journaling someone might find my journal mm. and read it and think horrible things about 
what's happening in my mind and especially feeling like everything that I'm writing down is kind of ridiculous or um, I don't know that I should feel ashamed of what I'm feeling and thinking and so I think the last few times that I tried to journal it felt like I was hiding from myself because yeah I wasn't fully and honest on the page and I don't know what happened this time I think maybe the traveling on my own that I was on my own and I, I picked up my journal while I was completely alone and yeah feeling safe mm-hmm. in my own company in a way Which is so funny because I feel safe with lots of other people around or I feel safe in my bed as well, which is usually where I would journal. But yeah, so yeah, it's felt it's felt really interesting to discover um, and to re reframe some of the ideas that I had about journaling as well, because I used to, um, I don't know, I think there was a time when I, I didn't really feel like it, it made any change, uh, like it, yeah. it didn't help at all, you know. Maybe if you can, tell us a little bit about how you journal. I know that some people, they make a whole thing out of it. I know other people, they just journal on whatever scrap of paper might be nearby, or it might be a note in their phone, or there's so many ways to journal. I I think that's where, for me, journaling went wrong at some point where I created this beautiful bullet journal, but then mm. I skipped two weeks and I felt like I ruined the whole journal because, you know... Two weeks were missed. Oh, <laughs> you know, yes, that. I can relate to that. And, and then, and then yes. you're like, yeah, no, I ruined it now. And then you postpone and postpone, and then you just stop at some point. At least I say you, I mean me. That's what mm-hmm. I did for the longest time. And I think for me, a big thing about journaling is to let go of any idea on how it's supposed to be. But I also know mm-hmm. some people they need a certain system to journal. So how is it for you? How do you journal? Yeah, it's so funny that you're mentioning this, like ruining the bullet journal because right? it's supposed to be perfect. Like, I think that's exactly what I had in my mind as well. I used to buy really beautiful journals and mm-hmm. in the end, I don't want to use them because I don't want to waste them in a <laughs> yes. way, which is ridiculous. <laughs> But yeah, so um, and this time I just had a it, it was a journal that I had laying around and I didn't particularly liked it. I think I bought it from tiger or Mm -hmm. something like that you know for like five euros and um i started doing some things in it like uh, sketching and doodling and just writing down some things like it was really not about it being perfect because i didn't care about the journal and then it was just lying there and so i started using it more but for me there's not really a process it's just i will write the day and the time Mm -hmm. and put it in a box And then start writing. Uh, sometimes I'll put the song that I'm listening to. Um, yeah. And I will write about the song that I'm listening to sometimes as well to get started. Like, and talk about how I feel, for example. Yeah. Sometimes I'll start with, yeah, how I feel. I think it's uh, how I feel physically more than emotionally because that's easier to pinpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think starting with physical side of things. So sometimes it's just on the page and I'm like, Oh, this is what I'm thinking. I've been stuck with this idea, like this sentence that keeps repeating in my head. And sometimes, yeah, I just don't think, even think about it. It's just blah, blah, blah on the page. That's really how it feels sometimes, like exploding onto the page. Um, Yeah, I guess that's my process. And I I really like to have it at the moment I'm journaling in the morning when I I wake up and in the evening uh, when I go to bed. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it having this 
like dual moment. Like it's mm-hmm. a moment that kind of split in two. Yeah. Yeah. That is that kind of reminds me of something else of um Lin Manuel Miranda, the composer mm-hmm. of Hamilton. He yeah. has this book out called Good Morning and Good Night. Yes. With the morning tweet and the evening tweet. Mm-hmm. And it's also it's like two bookends to your day, right? So I can imagine yeah. the the journaling feels similar, yeah. starting your day, but then also closing it. Really yeah. just and as you close the journal, then that closes the day and then you can sleep. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah I mean it doesn't always work this way. It's, it's a hopeful idea of <laughs> yes. how it could be. Ideally, yes, ideally that's how it works. You wake yeah. up, all the thoughts that you have in your mind, you put them on the paper, you never thought of think about them again during the day, and then in the evening, that's yeah. how it happens as well, right? No, but yeah. Um if only yeah, I went, Yes, if only, if only, definitely. No. Um I wanted to add something to that. I forgot. Oh, yes. I would say another thing that is very special for me, at least, in journaling is closing a journal, like writing the last page of the journal. And I remember so many of my journals, the last page that I wrote, where I was, how I was feeling, the chapter kind of that I was closing, because somehow it always felt like the end of a journal was the end of something and the beginning of something else. Um, And recently, I think, maybe a week ago or something, I started a new journal. Yeah. And it also feels like the whole like emotional turmoil that I had during the whole month of July and early August, it kind of quieted down Mm -hmm. in a way. Um, So I really like that. I don't know. That's like perfect synchronicity then. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe that's because... It's not synchronicity, but the fact that the journal is closing is a way for me to think, okay, I've wrote, I've written down a lot of things about this topic. Now it's time to close it or it's time to It helps you to it. switch. Yes, exactly. Ooh, switch yeah. the, the energies. Like or, yeah. I, I wonder. I don't know. Um, I'll have to journal about, journal about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to find the answer. Yeah. Oh. What about you? How How is journaling? Are you journaling at the moment? At the moment, I started again, yes. And what I said about like ruining my bullet journal and stuff like that, that was a that was a thing for me, I think about five years ago, something like that. And then at some point I did Marcella's workshop, which is still available at the, on the Show Up and Surrender website, actually, about mm-hmm. journaling. And it was all about letting go of perfectionism. So the first thing she did in that workshop is that she made you just scratch the paper with a pen and just make something without thinking, just make noise on paper, Mm. basically. And then you would make that scribble into something, showing you that nothing is ugly in a journal, nothing is necessarily wrong or ruined, everything is just waiting to be turned into something beautiful, which I love. Mm. I love that idea. So that helped me take care of that part of um issues that I had with journaling I realized that no it doesn't have to be perfect it's okay if I skip weeks it's okay if I skip months even I can always come back and you know just take it from there you don't even have to think of it as starting over or um it's more like a reboot of your journal somehow when you open it up again Mm. but then still I found that at some point I stopped doing it but also because I was I was writing a lot for the yoga business I was writing um, for my classes. I was trying to figure out 
um, how I wanted to put things that I had learned into teachings and how I could incorporate things. So I was already writing a lot about that. And then by the time that was all on paper, I just didn't want to write anymore. I just wanted, mm. to, I don't know, to play guitar or play ukulele or something like that instead. So I journaled less and less. And then I think it comes in waves, right? It comes when yeah. you need it to. Yeah. So I then picked up the guitar and guitar playing was something that for me as well, It I played six hours a day and then I didn't play for weeks at all. So it was always very up and down. But lately, I think for the past year, I started playing more and more music again. Also because I bring my guitar or my ukulele to um, the retreat days and to the retreats that I get to teach to workshops because I love the energy of music. I love the sound of the guitar yeah. to help bring together the energy in a room. And that's um, that triggered something. And then I remembered like when I started playing guitar, which is a long time ago, Hmm. Um, we used to, I had a group of friends and they all played instruments and we all sang and all we did when we were together was make music. And I think because my life changed, I uh, moved and got new friends at some point and the groups of people that I would hang out with changed. So the interest changed and I started playing less and less and less. Hmm. And that was fine because in that moment I didn't miss it. But my guitar always came with me. I've had that guitar since 1994. And she's wow. she's like my oldest friend or something that I still see every day, basically. Mm. You know, something like that. Love that. So for the past year, I just started noticing how much fun I thought it was again just to play. And I don't play uh, for others. I'm not, you know, I'm not good at um, certain rhythms or, well, maybe... The finger picking, I'm getting better at again because I'm really practicing it because I just like it. I like nerding out a little mm. bit about that as well. But I'm musical enough to have a lot of fun while I do it by myself. And I love singing in the workshops that I do, but it's all very much pressure free. And I think that's what I like about it. I will belt out a very off key note every now and then and I'll just laugh. You know, it's OK. <laughs> Again, it doesn't have to be perfect to yes. be enjoyable. Yeah. So I've been doing that and now I've been studying the ukulele because I'm traveling soon to Portugal for a retreat and I cannot afford an extra airplane seat for my guitar. So, I'm, Oh my God, is that what you would have uh, to pay? Yes, it would <gasps> actually be an extra seat. And it has to be oh. a window seat for some reason. It's it's interesting. Okay. So, so I was like, okay, that that I cannot afford. So I'm bringing my ukulele. Nice. Yes. Which is super nice, but very, well, it's similar, but very different from playing yeah. guitar, of course. So I'm, I'm practicing. I'm mostly playing yeah. the uke now. And yeah, I'm loving it. So that's one of my self-care rituals where I just kind of lose myself as well a little bit. And I think that's what mm -hmm. I like about it, what it's bringing me now. I'm not thinking of anything else while I'm doing that. I'm just, yeah. I'm just playing. That's it. Yeah. And sometimes you need a break from the words. Yes. I think that's how I felt for a long time with journaling. I was like, I don't want to voice my what's inside. I just want to be... Yeah. And I just want to feel things and I don't need to overthink everything and I don't need to understand. I just want to be. Exactly. And I think that's, what, for me anyway, that's also what the ukulele 
when I play it, it it's what it feels like as well. So I can very much relate to what you're saying about I, and it was losing fun. yourself. Exactly. It was very mm -hmm. funny because I was talking, it's a while back, I was talking to Eva about playing guitar at the time. And I said, my head just keeps spinning and it kept going. We've talked about this recently as well. It kept going in loops as well. I kept coming back to the same thing. And it was like this problem that I wanted to fix. I wanted to feel different about something, but it wasn't happening. And then I said, I just can't turn it off even when I'm playing guitar. And then it was so simple. She said, play a different song. <laughs> I'm like, I love that. You yes. might be onto something here. Because yes. I was playing a song that I knew really well. So I didn't have to think about playing the song. I would sing the words without thinking about it. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm. So I started learning a song that I didn't know yet. And suddenly, all I could think mm. about was the music. I was like, oh, yes, it's so simple sometimes. Yes, and it's uh, oh, I love the metaphor behind it as well. Like play a different song even in exactly. your head. Like the the words, there's their song kind of. Um, I told a friend of mine recently something along those lines. I I told I told him that um my mind sometimes spirals and mm -hmm. it can spiral down and it can spiral up as well. Yeah. It happens to me that I enter loops that are super positive, but it's still loops and it's still very obsessive. And um, he said, oh, it looks like your mind wants to dance, so you should let it dance. I love and I was like, that. Oh, my God, that's such a nice metaphor. I just... Yeah. I can't, it also brings all this imagery right away, like mm -hmm. this dancing yes, exactly. motion of yes. thoughts. Oh, that's yes. beautiful. Yeah. And I, I think it adds more flexibility to it as well, because sometimes when we enter loops, it can be a bit yeah, obsessive. Mm -hmm. But if we let it dance, then it's just more flexibility. It, it, it's more intuitive, maybe, and less like focused on that one idea one thought yeah very well put I like that a lot yeah yeah I wanted to go back to what you said about perfectionism um about the page that in the technique that Marcella talked about yeah. like what is it scratching on the page that yeah. you have to do and then you make something out of it yeah it was very specific it's it's in the in the workshop um as well it's, it's she makes she lets you put eyes somewhere Draw ice somewhere in it. And then maybe mm, a beak. Okay. And then it turns into a funky little bird or another animal. And then suddenly you see that, you know, mm, you, you can make okay. something out of anything. Oh, that's really good to think. Because that's such a good metaphor for how we think about ourselves as well. Because there's a lot about perfectionism that is... I don't want to do something one way because I have a very specific idea about what perfection should be and how perfect I should be, mm -hmm. you know? And, and if I can't do it I, like that, then why bother? Yes, exactly. Whereas actually there's just such a big in-between and, and why is perfection the end to everything? It doesn't matter if it's perfect or not. Like it's not even relevant whether something is perfect. So yeah, it it, it annoys me that we're so focused on perfection because it's, It, and it's it's a word that I think is gets repeated a lot, um, especially in the you know wellness and health and wellness space. Like, oh, let go of your perfectionist, uh, perfectionist, or uh, recovering. I'm a recovering perfectionist, but I think it's just so anchored in 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 our world yeah. that everything needs to be perfect, and there's just one way to do things, yeah. which is completely silly and not human, not human at all, because humans yep. are meant to be different and please yes own, you know yeah it reminds me of a friend of mine who's also a yoga teacher she said I always find it intriguing that especially people who just start doing asana practice 
they do um, a downward facing dog and somehow, I don't know where, but somehow they think that it's important that your heels touch the ground. And I remember that from way back when, when oh. I started practicing yoga asana mm -hmm. as well. I was like, oh yeah, I wanted that too. That was one of the things I strive for. And then she said, but then the first time your heels touch the ground, you're thinking, oh, this is awesome. But then actually all you have to do is move your toes half a centimeter farther away from your hands and you can start <laughs> over again, right? Because you're never yes. done. You're never yes. done. Yeah, and yeah. the goal is not to bring your heels to the ground. The goal is to find whatever it is that your body needs, whether it's softness or intensity. Yeah. And it's, it's that same thing. Like we come into a new practice thinking, oh, It needs to look like this. It needs to be heels on the ground, strong arms. Where nine times out of ten, you get so much more from a bent knee, downward facing dog. Yeah. And you can blame sedentary, what is it, sedentary culture? Sed sedentary? Sed sed sedentary? I don't. <laughs> It's a tongue twister now. I'm afraid yeah. to try it even. <laughs> sedentary culture? Yeah. Mm hmm. You know, we sit all day long in our butts. It's yep. normal that there are some things that we can't do because the body's not moving for yeah. like most of the day. So don't blame yourself. Don't blame yourself. Blame and then and else. even if you zoom out even more, like who the hell cares if your heels touch yes. the ground? Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's not yeah. It's not a badge of honor. Like you yeah. have a pin and then you leave yeah. the class. Yes, I made the perfect <laughs> downward facing dog. Yes. <laughs> I have the perfect bullet journal. Yeah, yes. it's it's interesting though. But I have been journaling a little bit more as well, and it was funny. I just want to share that because it kind of it fits so well, and it happened recently. A while back, I bought The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron because mm. I thought it was time. You know, this book has been in my bubble for years and years and years. I heard people talk about it. I never read it. And then it, I was in a bookstore and I was like, oh, it just kind of like ah, presented itself to me. It was on a special table. I was like, okay, I'll buy it. Started doing my morning pages, which of course is the big thing from mm -hmm. The Artist's Way, where you start your day with writing three pages where you simply clear your mind, right? You just put pen to paper and you write, not with the intention of ever reading it again. You just need to get the thoughts out of your head And sometimes something presents itself and there's a clear idea that's something that you might, I don't know, find inspirational for the work that you do. Or maybe it's something that you need to think about more. But oftentimes it's things like, I am sitting down, I don't know really what I want to write about, but the sun is shining. It can be sentences <laughs> like that as well. And I love that idea because I know how healing writing can be. Mm. So not having journaled for a while, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to write my morning pages. Did, I think, three days. I was super pleased with myself. Day four and came, and that was, I think, a Friday. And Friday is always tricky for me because I teach a very late night class on Thursday. And on Friday morning is when our Nourishing Circle call is. Yeah. And I, if I'm awake, I want to join that, and that's at 8 a.m. There's no way that I'm going to write the morning pages before 8 a.m. if I didn't make it to bed until 11.30. It just, because mm. when I make it to bed at 11.30, I don't sleep. It takes me hours yeah. to sleep after teaching. Then it was ruined because I missed a day. So yes. then the next day I thought... It wasn't perfect anymore. The next day I thought, yeah, you know, 
maybe next week I'll start again. So instead of thinking, and I know all this, right? I know it doesn't have to be perfect, but it still kind of felt like failure. And then I tried again and I tried again and I kept doing one or two days. And I was like, who has time for three pages? But then someone says, but you need the three pages because it's on the end of page three that the actual stuff that's deep inside, that's when that starts to pour out. Page one and two is just the gateway or mm-hmm. the long, um, how do you call that? That lane that you drive up to the big mansion. It's That's just the drive up to the actual thing. And I was like, yeah, but then if I can't do three pages, then... Why bother? Because apparently it's not useful. So Mm -hmm. spiraling a little bit there. Yes. Also, this idea that it had to be done in a journal. I don't know where that came from because it's it's more valuable, you know, when you use pen and paper. Mm -hmm. Somehow in my head as well. So I kind of gave up on it. That was a while ago. I signed up for a workshop in a really cool place here in Delft and... Uh, it was called Create From Your Core, which was really cool. It was two artists hosting a two-hour workshop, really um, talking about how ideas, it's its a lot influenced by Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert mm. and by Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way. So how ideas are out there in the world and they find the right people. It's not that we come up with these ideas, these ide- this inspiration is all around. And if you open yourself up to it, that's when you start creating from your core, basically from within, because you connect your intuition to whatever's out there. I love that idea. Hmm. They started with two exercises. The first one was morning pages. (laughs) And my first sentence was, what the F? (laughs) The one thing I've been resisting, (laughs) how did this happen? And I started writing on it. And then as I was writing, They didn't make us do three pages. They gave us 10 minutes, which is Hmm. about one page if you write pretty fast. And I came to a conclusion, which was super interesting. I was like, why did I think I have to use pen and paper? Because sure, it, it, it makes you slow down. But if that's not how you can do it, then maybe make it a little bit more fluid and write with whatever you feel like writing on. So what I did is I opened, um, I, I use Samsung Notes because I have Samsung and Windows things and they match well. So it's on all my devices. It's on my phone. It's on my tablet, on my laptop. I can write in it on my tablet with my pen. Hmm. And I can also put pictures in. So sometimes I write on paper, make the pictures, put them in the same journal. So it all comes back together in the same place. But for some reason, since I did that, it's not been long. It's been almost a week. But still, it's been so much fun to do it because this morning I was like, I really don't want to get up because my body is tired, but I want to write. All I have close by is my phone. And I just wrote three pages yeah. on my phone. The next, the day before that, I was writing pen and paper. Mm. So I think also sometimes practices stop working because we try to do them in a certain way. Yes, oh, I completely agree, which is such a shame that we think it has to go a certain way. And because 
the people say that or science says that because there is something there's truth to it that um, I remember actually a story from a philosoph uh, philosophy teacher that I had in high school who said who he could notice the difference between the students who um, took notes on the computer versus mm -hmm. those who took notes by hand yes. usually those who took notes by hand would remember better yeah so uh, that was just his you know I totally get that uh, but so there there is some science to it But the science doesn't matter if in the end it's between you doing it or not doing it. It doesn't matter. If it's between doing it your way, like if you're, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how to. Yeah, no, it's like, like it's, doing it at all or not doing it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Then rather it's better to do it in your own way yeah. because it's going to be better than not doing it at all. So exactly. It's like movement, you know, people say, oh no, but I need to go to the gym and do an hour and a half of this. No, if you have 20 minutes or 10 minutes, you know, some movement is going to be better than no movement exactly. at all, right? Exactly, yeah. So I don't know why we have this thinking like, oh, well, it's again perfection, right? Yes, again. Yeah, yeah. it just keeps coming or, back. Or the way, yeah. I don't, I the think. The way we think, the way we think we're supposed to do exactly. things. Because supposedly everyone does it this way. So it must work for everybody, right? Yeah. Which is silly, And it's, it's funny because I talked about it this morning as well after my class. It was it was nice. It was really warm. So I gave the group that I usually don't give as much relaxation at the end. I usually give them 10 minutes. And this time they got, I think, 18 minutes of just rest because <laughs> it was too warm and too much. And then at the end, someone came to me and she said, I wish we didn't need a class like this to actually fully let go and relax. Why can't mm -hmm. I do this at home? And I said, because there's so many, there's so much input out there. There's so many things that you could be doing that maybe it's okay to need almost, it's almost like a trick to need to come to this class to actually be able to grant yourself rest. Maybe that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Because yeah. in this world that we live in, We'll, we'll use whatever method works to do the things that we find important. Yes. And then she said, yeah, I think that's true. But it's just, I was lying there. And then you told us to slowly come out of Shavasana. And I was like, you cruel woman. You put me in this <laughs> relaxed state. And now you're making me leave it. That's so funny. It's funny. It's like, why yes. can't I do this at home? I said, well, sometimes it's just, you know, your, your body needs to be reminded on how to mm -hmm. do things sometimes. So maybe if you do this here regularly, and it doesn't have to be every week for an hour, but if you take those moments a little bit more often, then your body will start remembering, your yeah. brain will start remembering, and then you'll find that however you find the things that you find important, it's okay. It doesn't matter what it looks like and what packaging it comes. Yeah. And sometimes we have seasons as well. I notice, for example, for me, I used to be, uh, I've always been an online yoga person, but mm -hmm. um, I used to, it used to be very easy for me to just press play on a video and do it. Yeah. And now at the moment, I it's been months and I, I have, I really struggle with that. Yeah. And I really enjoy going to a class, to your classes on Tuesday evenings, because I know that this time is just going to be time when I'm not supposed to be doing anything else. That's what yeah. I'm supposed to be doing. And sometimes... That's what happens. And sometimes we find it easier to Absolutely. be at home and meditate or do Shavasana or do whatever it is that makes us yeah. feel more at peace, right? But sometimes 
And in your case, yeah. I find it very logical as well because you moved from one of the busiest cities in the world where going inwards, going to an online yoga, something was your quiet. Mm-hmm. Now going outside, you go to the sea. There's your yeah, quiet. That's so true. Right? That's so true. That's, yeah, that's true, actually. You know what? I know I find it harder to relax at home at the moment, like since I moved to Sweden. I can imagine. That's so true. Yeah. That's so funny. And yeah. And the things that used to make me feel like that used to be my safe bubble, now they don't really feel like my safe bubble. That's true. I will go to the forest, to the sea. Or, yeah. 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 So yeah, where cool. we are in, in, the seasons where you are in your life, like the, your physical surroundings are so important in mm-hmm. what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. I, I cannot sit and meditate when it's super noisy and restless around me, you know, but I can do it very easily when I'm seated at the beach and I can hear the waves coming in mm-hmm. and out. Then it's super easy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Or if you have a little doggy or a little kitty next to you, I think yes, that's easy yes. as well. You can hear the purring. It's your like... Exactly. So journaling and guitar playing. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious if people listening have any practices that they rediscovered or keep coming back to or maybe think they want and then find that they can't pick it up somehow, like me and the morning pages for the longest time. <laughs> I would love to hear. Maybe yeah, we me can too. Share. Yeah, yeah, definitely want to hear about that, especially all those things that we think we have to do a certain way, yes. and then we realize, oh, I found my own unique way. I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, thank you for this topic. I love how it begins with one sentence and then it goes like in all these directions. And yes. Come all the way. We'll yeah. share uh, some of the links. Um, of the things that we mentioned so for instance if you want to pick up journaling you don't know where to start I highly recommend trying Marcella's uh, journaling workshop because it's yeah. super nice and um, we'll be back soon thanks yes. so much Ellie thank you Betty. thank you so much for listening to show up and surrender I hope you enjoyed this episode for more information about the podcast and about our guests go to showupandsurrender.com On our tips page there, you can also find links to anything that we may have mentioned and ways to connect to our guests. We'll be back soon with another episode of Show Up and Surrender. I hope you'll join us.